Yeah. Like imagine imagine in a raid, like you would cast all your like divine blessing and it would capture all the souls or the essence from from every person in the city. It would like for a certain duration, of course, not the entire raid. Uh, or, I mean, uh, castle siege that's going to happen. It can block uh, all the siege weaponry or uh, damage. Yeah, that would be sick. Like a like a you know, a shield, some sort of barrier. <laughs> or give me bubble hearth. I'll call. I'll, I'll ride to the top of religious order. Bubble hearth. <laughs> <laughs> The road ahead could at times seem a dark path. The light would break through the clouds and reveal signs of hope when the journey almost seemed impossible. As he persevered the path and endured the conflicts, he was reminded of his devotion. He remembered the old cleric's rhetoric, never forget your faith in the gods. Keep the faith and the soul's essence strong so the gods would be with you always. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I am joined today by my returning Pathfinders. Welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, everybody's, and definitely my favorite, social bunny, <laughs> Faisal. <laughs> Greetings. Yeah. Hope everybody's fine. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta lay the cheese on thick because I'm about to play something for y'all that's uh <laughs> I'm just gonna give me I, I don't know, I just see the memes coming. I contemplated do I really wanna play this, but at the same time it's not really like crossing any lies, but also I just you know, I, I think of like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Listen, Faisal. You gotta do it. Hop along, son. <laughs> Hop along. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Everybody here in chat, man. Much love to all of you here, all the Ashes fam, all you Pathfinders here. What this? And before we dig in too far, gotta give a big shout out to this podcast home over on AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, shout out to the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch. YouTube and Patreon. Thanks so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. We've got a comment to read. Nothing in the mailbag. We've got a message to play. And I'm just going to say who it is ahead of time. Horrendous. It's horrendous. It was for the 100th nice. episode. I just kind of want to silence Faisal for a moment because I feel like he's going to laugh so hard in a second. Oh, man, yo. Okay. I mean, it's it's got to happen. Can we just... I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm probably going to cringe a bit. Friends, episode 101 of the show is about to begin. Devotion is on our topic of discussion for today. But first, we're going to... Breathing, Sam, breathing play a call in from a very special community member who has left this for us friends oh uh, kermit d frog here i'm a fan of ashes of creation especially the swamp spogs and 
lovely lily pad fountains. Oh, Kermit, please let me speak to that handsome sea merg. Uh, uh, perhaps another time, Miss Piggy. Oh. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to say to Ashes Pathfinders, happy 100th episode. Celebrity voice impersonated. Oh, All right, thanks a lot, Kermit D. Frog. Really, though, it's horrendous. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for that. And also, oh god. Okay, let's move on. Let's, I really do appreciate it, man. I'm I'm only a little, only cringing just a little bit. Mostly on the inside. It made people's day in chat, so that's fantastic. All right, moving. <laughs> <laughs> moving on like i said it isn't really breaking anything but you know the miss piggy was pretty good right on oh see moon that's great that's fine that's fine okay so good so good that's enough out of you. <laughs> thank you horrendous funny <laughs> it's what i this is honestly what i actually get for like giving him so much crap about the bunny thing but it's fine i won't stop ever okay we're gonna get this and uh, i don't you don't expect me to. It's good. I feel like you. I feel like you understand me on a deep level. So I think that that really resonates. All right. Let me let me get past the BS here, friends. We're gonna read a comment from Gamer over on Podbean. Now, please remember, you can give us a five star review on iTunes, and if you do, we will read it here live. Same for any comments on any of the podcast places. This one actually, Daedalus, this is going to take us back a bit, right? And kind of remind mm -hmm. us that things weren't always so bright and sunny. We endured through some times that, quite frankly, not everybody was willing to, right? That's not a pat on the back, boy. let's brag about it. It's just, it's just fact, right? And I say mm -hmm. that because there were times that were tough even here on the show during development. And this reflects on that. So I'm going to read this now. It was nice to see a change in the feeling of the show. So we're around 40, episode 40, there was a shift to more negativity, which is when we were pretty, we had some constructive criticism, but it was not always positive. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was constructive criticism, but it was actually negative, as I can say. So said, and I think on 59, so that's almost 20 episodes later, it completely shifted back to a great feeling of excitement. I'm enjoying reliving this journey keep it up for lore geeks and gamers this is a great show thanks a lot buddy really appreciate that wow it, there's a handful of people and it, it i i don't know man it's just kind of like sometimes like people tell me that they're doing this and i'm just like wow man people are i don't know it's 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 humbling it's kind of cool that people want to go and make that kind of an investment because it's not it's not an invent investment for like the casual like listener it's not the it's not the journey to go back to the beginning and go all the way through and there's a handful of people that have been doing it and it's just it's like to me it's like very heartwarming because for myself and i know for others on the show too like basil daedalus you two are the longest running companions and pathfinders on the show at this point and you know armored, armored cell and chat right there um have gone through from the beginning up through. So then they give you feedback like this and it just reminds you of, you know, those periods. And, and sometimes what seemed like a brief period, I mean, 20 episodes is a pretty, it's a significant amount of time that that really showcases a period in time where things were tough and see so people that reflect yeah. on it, they share in it, they give you feedback on it. And, and I'm ha happy to say that so far, everybody that's actually like gone through the journey and there's a handful 
that have gone through the beginning to where we're at now journey, they actually say, yeah, you guys were, you guys weren't really easy on them at times and you, things did get tough and things were, you know, there were darker times, but you all managed to actually keep it somewhat positive and try to like, look at the, look for the light at the end of the tunnel. And so that's like the best feedback I could possibly get because man, Daedalus, I know you and I, we've done a lot of episodes where it wasn't easy. Oh yeah. And we tried really hard, man. I know we did. We even talked about it. We'd be getting ready to go live and it was like, man, dude, <sighs> you know, there were times where we weren't really too happy with things and we'd be sitting there and we'd be going, all right, man, let's just, let's look for the good. Let's look for the, the positive things. Let's really look for the facts, the evidence, support it, do what we can do. And and I feel really proud about the fact that we, I, I feel like we've done right by the community and the game and, and uh, the journey. So. I feel like we, we, uh, did and we are continuing to do what we set out to do is yeah. is you know have an opinion because it is an opinion yes hold the developers accountable you know give them kudos when we feel like they're making good choices and give them feedback when we think they're not and and i think that's something that um i'm very happy people respect and yeah um, just even just from last week i mean steven clearly respects that he took time out of his schedule to come and you know celebrate our 100th episode and really give us something more to talk about so yeah i'm i'm really you know humbled by the people that are you know following us on that journey and uh and yeah i'm I'm excited for us to continue to you know see some positive strides and and get in there Mm -hmm. man i'll tell you it uh I forgot about this too. And yeah, I, I agree. Look, I, I again want to say thanks to Steven because you know, last, last time, like before we started the show, like Steven actually, like he said some really positive stuff that wasn't even on the show. That was just like, man, that was like really nice to, to get that kind of feedback. He was just saying a lot of positive things and it was just, it, it really set the show at such, it gave the show such a good vibe even aside from everything, all the positivity that I had planned for like trying to really do that. Like it, it really did. Like he, he said some seriously, just like really appreciate those things because I've been in this a long time and it's, it's hundred episodes, 101 now it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. So speaking of time, he took the time to here. We, we contributed 10 K, right? So some of that meant that we were the top or I was the top, donor at certain times and as a result they were sending out like games so i got like gloomhaven um i got uh the world of warcraft like tabletop game um some merch um he actually signed both the games though so i've actually got both the games back behind me with the with signatures off on them so i haven't really decided what to do with them part of me wants to like give those to the community and then part of me is like, yeah, but I keep hearing these are really good board games, like tabletop games to play. So I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into today talking about devotion. What what do we mean? Well, devotion, man, in, in Ashes of Creation. Now, it, generally, that's 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 not far from your dedication. Like the devout cleric, for example, devotion is even a skill for the current cleric. And like I had said before, we'd like to actually spend some time going over some of the classes because we do theory crafting here. It's been a, it's been a hot minute, but there are some changes to the cleric. 
there have been some significant changes to the cleric actually and yeah (laughs) and sometimes people don't always know that but we'll get to that here soon i want to give a shout out real quick to the fact that ash's post like they did the transcript from last week everybody so i'm going to show here they also did this really nice image you see that congratulations on 100 episodes uh with a lot of love also from checkmate and that's from shays over at ashes post and checkmates the guild um much love to them uh for the for that like you know really nice gesture and thank you so much for actually transcribing the show i was actually working on it last week and um i i just i didn't have the time and so that was just so nice to have that um in fact we're going to be referencing something about that today as well so yeah thanks a lot shays really appreciate that buddy um with that being said friends ah, let's stick into the cleric shall we so this is the cleric of alpha zero this is a, a long-standing piece of imagery that has been used to outline the skills of the cleric. And previously, I have done a piece. I did a video over a little bit of theory crafting, talking about the cleric. We did it around the time Ashes went viral. And the reason I did all of that was because it was going to be important, to, in my mind, to reference what changed as we got closer to alpha one, truly into alpha one before we get into the no NDA and all that jazz. Right. So with that being said, I'm going to read over the skills and then we're going to use asheshq.com where we've got a great page for the cleric to reference the current skills that were outlined and friends, there have been some significant changes. The skills of the Alpha Zero Cleric are as follows. We'll go up and start from the top. We've got the Staff Combo. Now, back in the day, they actually had focused on there being a combo system. That has since been out. They, They took the combo system that they had been looking at out. Now, the Staff Combo was essentially going to use your staff to strike with multiple blows, Deal damage, powering up your focus with this weapon attack. Yes, Ash is a creation. You can use different weapon types on all the different archetypes. Um, there was the Righteous Blessing. Now, if you were an Alpha Zero, you played with this, like myself. Like, I think Daedalus as well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. Righteous Blessing. Target a friendly player to burst heal them and provide healing over time, as well as deal damage over time to enemies near friend. See that? Heal, damage. All right, stolen blessing. Drop a totem to damage enemies with range and provide that damage done as heals to your allies in range. Life's balance. Balance the life percentages of all party members to the average percentage of health. Lifeline, target a friendly player to deliver a burst heal and arc that heal to friendlies near the original recipient. This also damages enemies near the recipient. Endow life, target a friendly player and restore a large amount of life. The player is dead. You revive them instead. Divine form, 
which I expect that we're going to have later, by the way. If your focus is 80%, use a skill to increase heals and damage of your skills by 25% for 8 seconds. Applies an AoE heal over time to friends and damage over time to enemies. Cleanse. Use this skill to cleanse an environment or area of harmful environmental effects. There we go. Yeah, it seems pretty well-rounded, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at... Good old Ashes HQ. Gotta gotta take the gotta take the initiative, man. And just look at this page because I did a good job with it and I'm really proud of this, I'm not gonna lie. You got castigation. Wait, that wasn't there before. It's that whip ability y'all have seen. Right? Whip your foes into shape. Like that. <laughs> Lashes your target with holy energy dealing direct damage. It also pro uh, provides health regeneration and a mana restoration for you and your surrounding allies. Interesting. Judgment. Oh, that sounds like a paladin ability. Maybe in the future, Sam. Wield the divine hammer of justice. Yes. Right? Judgment crushes your target with holy power, dealing direct damage, and lowering their damage mitigation. Okay. All right, that's good for parties to attack a target. We got hollow ground. Mm -hmm. Sanctify a spot in the name of the light. Hollowed ground fills the surrounding area with radiant energy, damaging enemies and healing allies. All right. Exorcism. Hey, Daedalus, don't, doesn't that sound like judgment exorcism? Interesting. Okay. The power of the cleric compels you. Exorcism unleashes a bout of holy power that rips at your target spirit, channeling damage over time. A divine energy blast damages nearby enemies at the end of the channel. All right, cool. Extract that soul, give it back. Oh, we'll put a flag on that, by the way. Let's just put a put a little flag on that comment from Faisal, okay? Damn nation. What I do? It's okay, you're not in trouble okay. yet. <laughs> The, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I like this I like this right here damnation the light giveth and the light taketh away damnation curses your target dealing holy damage over time and lowering their damage output increasing this power also snares your target and extends its reach to enemies surrounding them right devotion hello devotion give the gift of life Devotion is a swift act that heals your target, adding a heal over time and a small area of healing around them as this power grows. This is a pretty interesting one, which we're going to talk about soon. Divine censure. Remember that? Remember that homie wielding back, bearing a spear just of light that forms in their hand like a god from the heavens and throwing it at the enemy? That's divine censure. Take aim mm -hmm. and strike true. Divine Censure launches a radiant spear at your target, dealing damage anytime that foe is attacked. The attacker has a chance to get healed. Can, can I say this is Sparta every time I throw it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. You have to. Yes. Now, Benediction <laughs> looks so similar to Lifeline, even in the, the icons. Anyway, blessings are better when they're shared. 
Benediction creates a chain healing among your allies. Increasing the number it affects as you grow stronger. So the more skill points I'm taking it, the stronger, more targets it potentially could hit. It's literally like your chain heal. Then you got resurrection, just like it sounds, friends. Where others may see a fallen friend, a cleric sees a divine opportunity. Sorry, my inner Magus just popped up. I apologize. Resurrection <laughs> brings back an ally from the <laughs> grasp of death. Okay. Thoughts on the changes? Anyone? That was a lot, I know. I know. Pick a spot. I know. I mean, I, I like, I mean, I like what they've done. I'm expecting some of those other spells will come in later in some form, like from the alpha zero, just because I'm, I'm expecting they're wanting people to have, you know, some choices. So I think, I think what they did is good. Um, I think it's well-rounded. I mean, I think both sets were well-rounded, but I do feel like alpha one is a little more a little more polished in terms of the skills um i don't know if we're gonna talk about animation stuff too but you know if, yeah if not, i would oh. say i mean in general um in general i did like the animations like in terms of style um there's a couple and i know this is first pass so this is definitely qualify this commentary that this is first pass I would like to see like a little more differentiation in terms of maybe color scheme or something when there's like a damage component to it. And I think that, and I know we were talking about this before the show started, but like the judgment one, I'm like, I was a little um, disappointed with that in so far as I didn't see a divine hammer just, you know, sailing towards uh -huh. it. And, and what uh -huh. was the, yeah, yeah, I think we talked about that before. And then the what was kind of on the flip side, like on Divine Censure, that was so satisfying to watch, right? That <laughs> kind of forming up and is going. Yeah. So I kind of want that same feel for judgment. And then my last comment, I'll kind of let you, you guys kind of jump in. On exorcism, I wanted that to be have a little more impact, a little more weight than it did. It just it looked like a heel to me. I wanna, you know, I was, I was talking with Faisal while we were kind of getting started for the show, and I was like, I just want to burn somebody with divine light and just like, uh -huh. you know, just just a big old beam and just to like melt some faces. But that's just me. Or or maybe like change the color of the animations, like yeah. for criticism. Like when you take that energy from them or or their HP. Like maybe like purple animation would come and then actually wait, you would take good light and you would throw a purple animation, <laughs> like a poison feeling to it or or like death. Yeah, exactly. Like, Balancing the colors with life and death, I think, would be good. Like I said, I we know this is a first pass, mm -hmm. but that's some of the things that I would have like if as I'm going to kind of tweak this, I want to see the battle between life and death to be able to do that. And and maybe even if you're laying like hallowed ground down, you can kind of see like animations around your allies being one color. I don't know how you can do that. So, you know, if, if it's not possible, I guess it's not possible. Then animations around your enemies being another color. That would be really cool to see. Mm -hmm. 
So I was going to say something. So I, of course, as a theory crafter, you already know I was like looking at everything when it came to this, uh, like layout of the, the cleric changes. Mm-hmm. The judgment in this particular. Now, I, I, I clipped this GIF file, GIF file, however you want to say that. Uh, I clipped it in order to make them all the same, like where the words pop up and they all look. Uh, uniform i will tell you this if you go look at the video in the very first moment that you saw the judgment ability it is it's it's a split second dude but if you look it's the direct side perspective looking at Mm -hmm. at the cleric and the target direct side perspective if you look at the very first throw it's there Mm. you see it now on all of the other passes of them showing the ability, though, there's nothing there. So I don't know if it's, like, bugged out, maybe. But if you go check it, I can, I'll actually send it to you when you're done. Don't let me forget. Okay. It'll yeah, okay. it'll give you the... It'll let you... You can see it and stuff. It's kind of... It's pretty cool. The hammer is actually quite large. And it mm-hmm. kind of spins. <clears throat> so... But I think that maybe as a first pass, there's that's the reason it's not... We don't see it there. Is, like, maybe they haven't quite gotten that sorted out yet yeah yeah i figured it's first pass. yeah the the animation on castigation is a little wonky too you mm-hmm. know like the whip it's like it it doesn't have the flow to it i think that it needs to have yet uh mm-hmm. probably something they're working on hollow ground's pretty cool um exorcism's interesting because the the line goes through the target mm-hmm. and i'm kind of viewing you know what i kind of wondered when i look at that one in particular I actually wonder if that has something to do with like the whole essence element, like the threads, like the threads. Mm -hmm. Cause I actually remember during the extra life event, if I'm not mistaken, Steven was talking about the threads of magic somewhere Mm -hmm. in there as he referenced essence. And so when now, when I look at exorcism, that's exactly what I see. Could be something, could be nothing. Um, So, mm -hmm. I just looked at the video at slow-mo when you right said there. that first. Yeah. It's actually there. Yeah. It's and I never super... noticed it because of the colors and the animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been blind all this time. <laughs> hey, step into the light, my son. You will you will rise up. Cool. That that's the problem. The light blindness. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. I did shave my head today. I don't know what to tell you. That kind of happens on the first day. When it's fresh, it's brighter, and it dims down the further we get it. Stubble. Anyway, okay. Anyway, it's nice. fine. Moving on. Moving on. Divine censure. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like when you go and look at the old cleric stuff. Like, even the icons for the abilities in comparison, I mean, these are very, very, very nice. Like, in comparison to the the skills that we have now, like, they're more colorful. Mm-hmm. They, they look more like the ability. But, you know, you go to Lifeline and you look at Benediction. Those sure do look very similar, friends, don't they? Mm-hmm. they in fact, I mean, they're, they are very similar. They just got, got renamed. It's pretty cool. It's almost like the uh, it re- Benediction reminds me. And I think Benediction, formerly Lifeline, is what I'm thinking, uh, is probably looks very similar to like the uh, Shaman uh, Chain Heal in like World of Warcraft. Only yeah. mm-hmm. 
only it's like the threads of magic like we saw in the exorcism yeah versus the water element mm -hmm. which is cool yeah. yeah i do like that pretty pretty cool pretty cool like uh shift that they they made there on that i dig it mm -hmm. um but yeah so looking at the cleric here's here's my thought is like what abilities are we going to see make a return post level 10 mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. That was great, Basil. <laughs> He's like, hmm. can't even do that, dude. My voice is that high. <laughs> All right. So previous skills, current skills, a lot of changes, right? The the totem, uh, the the staff combo gone. We don't see. I mean, the life balance one was an interesting one. I view that one as being potentially like a maybe later, like maybe we'll get that one back later. The whole balancing of stats like that like the health and everything like that one to me just screams rating like but i kind of wonder how many of these might have just gotten scrapped and what will my, what we'll see again like divine form i feel like divine form um i feel like cleanse probably is going to be something we'll yeah see. cleanse mm -hmm. um i would probably say you know the life's balance could be one we get back but the other ones i mean i don't know the endow life I don't know, man. Maybe maybe we've got instead of endow life now we've got the uh uh what do you call it ability the um devotion, which is essentially what do you think about this one? You you and I, playing it in the stuff that I can talk about, you like shoot light up and they they kind of arc over to the target, to your target. Mm -hmm. And there's like a couple of them that hit it, hit your target. And it's a good heal, but it it definitely has you paying attention to your environment because the further away you are, the longer it takes to hit your target. The closer you are, obviously, the faster. Uh, the soonest it will hit it, but it's nuts, man. It, it does. It does leave does leave me wondering, like, what the skill set for the cleric will end up looking like. But mm -hmm. for the rest of our conversation around the cleric and where we're going with this topic today on devotion, devotion's not just the cleric's skill. Right, uh, devotion is uh, a very specific element in the game that's going to tie into religion, religious orders, and essentially rising well, to the top of your order. I thought I thought you said it's not going to be just a cleric skill. So, am I going to find devotion in on rogues? <laughs> oh my god, dude! You as a player can be a devout praiser of said god that you want what god do you want to praise basil i don't know that they have a bunny god don't hmm. i'm afraid the one that eats the bunnies Wait. so i'm in good terms <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude yo okay let's go over q a again shout out to to shave for getting this done because uh this saves me time this actually was a question from last week friends oh my god i gotta read this <laughs> t elf i love you homie devotion to your bedmate who gives you buffs <laughs> mm -hmm. because beds you get buffs and ashes of creation <laughs> this is true You're sleeping in beds with others yes indeed. And if it's yes, uh indeed. with your your quote-unquote married partnering game said buff is different which you know Okay, before we get on with talking about this question, here's my my thought. Like when you look at 
the class identity of the cleric. Do you feel as if anything potentially was lost from what we saw in Alpha Zero? You know, gains and losses. Do you think like stuff from the Alpha Zero skills we talked about might have actually fit better into the identity of a cleric? Or do you feel like there's stuff that maybe in the current skills that we're looking at maybe don't seem quite cleric to you all? Mm. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, yeah, they're they're both feel very clericky. I mean, I think the only one that I'm maybe not as um, excited about, like the the whip spell, isn't my thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that maybe doesn't fit per se. Um, but I I think it, if we like if if they continue to iterate on the animation, I think it you know it'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, both I think both sets of skills kind of have that you know damage and healing kind of vibe. You know, being able to kind of damage enemies and um, heal allies. So I like that piece because it I feel like it, it's going to help a cleric be more viable, like as a base class leveling up. Um, and I just, you know, I, I do, I mean, I, I do think it's their interpretation as well. So, I mean, it, it feels, you know, like there's some uniqueness there. There's obviously, you know, some parallels with, you know, other games that shall not be named. Um, but I think only in potentially like name and some animation, but I think in general, I feel like it's a pretty, pretty solid take, um, that they've done as a starting point, right? There's a lot more skills I need to add and animate, I would imagine, but um, but I think it's a good starting point for me. What's it called? I want to add to Daedalus, where I also feel the castigation ability it makes me feel like Wonder Woman. Just like, tell me your lies and secrets. <laughs> Somebody that was a really good reference. That, please. Someone that that one's definitely clip worthy if anybody's willing to go and do that. Like dude, yeah, the the honestly the the whip thing, I just I just think succubus and you know why I think if you've played that game. Mm-hmm. I just think succubus and I I don't know, man. I mean, judgment. I mean, when I look at judgment, exorcism, damnation, devotion, divine censure, like all of that also just completely screens to me, future paladin iteration onto the tank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it all vibes for me really well, how the cleric would work as an augment to the tank. Uh, Benediction feels good. Resurrection feels good. Um, I like that there's a a good balance of AOE, single target, hot, Mm right? You got a little bit of burst heals and you also got your a little bit of like utility for reducing the damage of the target is going to uh, be giving and also uh, essentially like, you know, healing the attacker and stuff. So you've got like some things in there that really work to hinder and bolster hinder the enemy, bolster your allies. And all of that is just good stuff. It just feels really good. Castigation's great. I think I probably would have preferred to see some sort of like a burst heal that did something, um, you know, mm. that that was potentially like we maybe had seen with 
uh, the alpha zero skill of like you know putting some healing down or damage that was something i really liked in alpha zero was like i could use this target on an enemy or a friendly and the enemy would take damage the friendly would get healed and i really like that because as the cl the cleric is actually defined per mm -hmm. ash as a creation in trepid studios in such a dangerous world a cleric is never uh, wanting for friends they can protect their allies in a number of ways and when necessary snuff the life out of others masters over the very essence of life they can sense the broken and corrupted and to me a cleric at its core has some level of like d dominion over life and death i mean this is why in the future augments necromancer and stuff like that it makes sense um so i really liked that in alpha zero you had the ability that could do that I could target a friend or a foe, and depending on my intent as a cleric, I could kind of, you know, veer one way or the other, damage or healing. And I really like that. And that's something that we theory crafted a, a hell of a lot here back then. Oh yeah, a lot more utility as a as a healing class, mm -hmm. right? But you have that hybrid potential. Mm -hmm. I mean, so just kind of going back to the animations, I mean, I would think like a a good one for a judgment and maybe put it out there and see what the devs think. Is almost like stomping down or you know, cry, um, you know, plunging your kind of staff into the ground and just having a hammer just drop like mm -hmm. instantly on somebody. That would be cool. It's pretty cool, man. Yep. Yeah, I would love that. Oh. But maybe maybe you'll save that for the you know fighter cleric that I'm gonna play. <laughs> uh, like augmentations and stuff like that. Augmentation, yeah. Yeah. Great. Or tank there as well. Like I can see that on a tank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still got to remember the high priest too. Like, how are things going to get augmented when you use a, a cleric as your secondary? Also, like, no. I mean, that could just. Yeah. I mean, imagine how this could all get bolstered. And then again, what do we get later? We're just looking at that one to ten snapshot, similarly to how we looked at the one to ten snapshot for Alpha Zero. So, what are we going to see later that will still be there? And what what do we get to see later that we have yet to see? So there's a lot there. Now, let's do the question part, friends. So last week, Stephen was here. He elaborated on a question we had uh, related to the gods in the Pantheon. Well, and this is a question Daedalus asked, which was, will it be open to players to align themselves to, even the corrupt or evil ones? And he said, so the others, as they're known, uh, there will be quest lines and certain actions that players are capable of taking to pursue the darker side of this metaverse. Originally, when I took the Ashes campaign I had created for Pathfinder, all this stuff existed on a high level point, but as I formed Intrepid, there has now been an opportunity to collaborate on these stories to bring in other voices, writers, and influence, and that really allowed me to flesh out what has been the metaphysical understanding of the Ashes universe into more elaborate and individual stories. And through those individual stories, there are implications that occur on the meta story itself. So part of that is a darker side and there will be the availability for players to pursue allegiances within one of the great religions. But there will be an opportunity for players to also explore the darker side of things if they should choose. Now, as a cleric, I kind of think of a cleric as being um, 
uh, you know, close to devout to their, have devotion to their deity. Mm -hmm. They call upon their deity for favors to keep people alive. So, hmm. How's the religious aspect in Ashes of Creation going to impact not only uh, the player narrative, but also potentially augmentation and things of that nature? Um, so when I think about what was said there, along with the religious orders and the augmentation system, I can't help but wonder if this element of life and death and good versus evil, which just something life and death cleric good versus evil a very hard element to the game per steven it is it is at the core of the game and then we go ahead and throw in this whole i mean did anybody else kind of wonder if anybody else kind of noticed that there was a bit of a alignment to like the the light or the dark side of the forest going on there i kind of get that vibe mm -hmm. i remember swator yeah, yeah. Kind of wonder if we're going to have some sort of an alignment system similar to that. How much of that's going to tie into religion? I kind of wonder you're brainstorming on this, you guys. Like, how do you, or how do okay. you, or how would you like to see religion tie into something like a cleric? Two laser wands fight. <laughs> one for the dark side, one for the good side. Did you call them wands, man? Yes. <laughs> when, when I hear wands, I, I hear this, like some Harry Potter stuff. Let's just. Yeah, I know. That's what I was about to say. Hey, are we, are we going to uh, go full, go, let's just go, go back to some of the recent Star Wars movies and just go with good old Luke and say like laser swords. I feel like it, it works better, even though I don't really care for that reference, but I digress. I digress. I, I mean, for like, for me, I mean, I definitely think there's the vibe of, you know, good versus evil and what i would like to see and i'm really glad you uh, brought up swotor because i think that was a really cool alignment system and being able to kind of see the impact of your choices if you kind of went kind of the full dark side route mm -hmm. was really interesting you kind of saw physical changes on your character you know you had kind of maybe different dialogue options I mean, I think that would be fantastic to put in the game. I mean, I don't know if they're planning that. Because, um, again, right, scope creep, I, I don't want them to go kind of totally, you know, mm -hmm. uh, ham and not release the game uh, because of all these little things. But it would be something nice uh, if if that's what they're leaning towards to do. Because, again, it's, it's all about, I mean, Stephen has always, you know, talked about choices, and impact of choices and i would definitely love to see something like that in the game and being able to kind of play the gray areas which i think he if i'm not mistaken it was either in this past week or other other times he's talked about you know he he would like to have that option that it's not necessarily black and white it's you know there, you can play in the gray areas so yeah it'd be really cool to see that mm -hmm. any thoughts basil Mm, not really. I've got a couple things from chat I didn't want to miss because I really like that. So Ashes of the Narrower actually said Mass Effect. That was a good idea. Same sort of idea. Um, yeah, I mean you had the you had a very similar dialogue kind of choice to that, similar to like Sword Tour 2, I remember. 
which I really liked about that game. Um, then TL said, what about Steven's statement about the gods being neutral morally? That's another, another good, interesting perspective too. And then you still got to get down to the bread and butter of this, man. We could just get down to the essence, man. I mean, we still don't know exactly the full, the full scope of how, as a character in the game, your choices impact your, I'd say, attunement or alignment with the essence. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen even said like the gods are perfect in their use and alignment to the essence. Not perfect beings, perfect in their ability to use it. And that yeah, other yeah. beings are kind of on this, you know, like you can almost look like a stepladder. They're at the top of the ladder and there's others that are somewhere along the way below trying to work their way up to that level of alignment or mastery. Perfect use of the essence. Yeah, I do like... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's that's just my thought. That's exactly my thought. It's just, I mean, when you think about that, possibilities. Yeah, and I think Stephen even might have been he might have mentioned it on the interview last week, but he was very kind of into like mythology and yeah. and even if you look at like one of the things when I was growing up that I really loved about like you know history mm-hmm. and when we talked about literature and myth was just all these different gods like the Egyptian gods, the Roman gods, the Greek gods. And it, it made me really think about that is, uh, you know, how he's setting this up is you're going to have a, you know, a set of gods that are extremely powerful. And he, like he said, extremely skilled using the essence, but that doesn't mean they're infallible, right? They're going to be jealous. They're going to, you know, make, you know, poor choices. They're going to make, you know, sacrificial choices, right? Yeah. We know at least one did that. Um so being able to kind of see those layers, I think, is going to be really cool to see what those different motivations are and how players interact with that um, as part of the religious aspect of the game. True. Yeah, it's like something I think when I think about the religion element, I mean, there's like so many layers to this. I mean, even with Steven talking about this previously now, when he talked about it here on our show last time, he talked about he was really not shying away from exploring the religion and dynamics and he felt that that was important i mean there it is any reference like he thought you know things around the knights templar and the old catholicism and all these different things and historically there's like so many really interesting uh like events in our own history where some pretty profound things happen and it just completely changes not only like the mindset of people, but as a, as a human, like as a species, how we develop and how we further move you know forward in, in, in our timeline. And so then I take that same perspective and go, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that layer and, you know, then you go and tie in this other element, right? Which is what um, the light pack discussion. I mean, a cleric specifically for me is an, is the important archetype that I look at for this because 
it's it's the it's the archetype that potentially has the most possibility to like probably integrate with orders and deities on a on a deeper level in my mind <laughs> and when you look at like the order system and the deities and the pantheon and corruption and essence and i mean even in the description of the cleric their their work of the essence right what does it say right here it says right there masters over the very essence of life and then i my mind says okay well the essence the soul the conduit i mean there's so many questions now i mean we got so many answers that only created even more questions <laughs> which is great actually you know, you think about the fact that someone can rise to the top of a religious order and how that ties into things like node wars. And you just kind of can't help but wonder, like, how a, the religious augment comes into play, supplemental to the augmentation system in general. Mm hmm. Man. An interesting question. What would religion do in sieges? I've wondered about this too, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we don't know the superpower for the religious node yet either. Yeah, and and does the religion get affected by the amount of populace that follows the religion? <laughs> it's a good like question. One religion would be stronger than the other. Yeah, I would. I again, right? Layers here. I would love a mechanic like that, where depending on which server you're on, right? Your your particular slice of the you know, Ash's multiverse, if you had maybe an evil god that rose to power, or I guess, I don't know, an other god, let's say that, because uh -huh. there's no good and evil, right? right? An other god rose to power versus, a, you know, another one. And what, what does that dynamic look like? And how does that impact the server and what events are triggered, etc.? I mean, again, that's that's just some of the possibilities, right? And it, and again, it doesn't have to be release possibility, but it'd be really cool that they're, you know, how far down the line they're thinking in terms of expansions. I mean, just going through the whole, you know, divine gate discussion, I was like, oh, I just, I can't wait to experience that and see what they do with, you know, the divine gate, you know, being influenced from a Stargate perspective, right? You go to other planes, you go to other planets. I mean, you could com you're completely blank slate and do something nothing like, or do uh, something that isn't anything like what Vera starts out as and have that be a way for it to interact with the universe. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh man, I got this. I got to read this. Ashes and Neror, this is so good. Because they, the ancients, view that as a more powerful form, a more raw and arcane form of what magic is meant to be used for, there's no point in these false constructs of morality when utilizing and harnessing the power that comes from the essence. That is a social construct that was created by inferior gods, according to the others, and it limits the ability of their creation to really capitalize on what the essence is to be used for in its pure innate nature. I mean, I've contemplated that. I'm kind of, I, you, you think about like the, the deities. I don't even, the way that we've been going so far, 
I don't even view them as the be all see all. Like that's not the way I view them as as like a construct as 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 these gods that can you can align with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not seeing a be all end all. The ancients seem like they are legit competitors for those roles. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, I agree. And in my mind, that's why they didn't want all of their qualities in one race, imbued into one race, because this is the result. They tried to go further beyond what they may be set for them. And now they're a threat. That's my my contemplation on it, because the ancients seem to be focused on more so as the, you know, you know, the enemy more so than even the others. At least so far. So far. So far. So, kind of can't help but wonder. Oh, you look, I'm like reading this in chat too. The two two servers opposing gods declare war on each other, world servers. Yo, I really want to know what the religious superpower is. Could you, could you imagine? Because the reference point that has been stated... I'm going to nerd out a little bit here, y'all. The reference point that's been stated is if you rise to the top of your religious order during the event of like a node war, for example, you can potentially have a couple things happen. You could, let's say, for example, have a a set of skills available now to you as Mm -hmm. the highest in the order. You could have these skills. You could have augments to your skill set so you got your primary your secondary archetypes right you got your primary mm-hmm. secondary makes you a paladin and then beyond that you get a little flavor that comes from being high up in your order now maybe your skills look more in tune with the deity that you that you worship where your devotion lies and then i can't help but wonder if you're at the top of that order and you're in a religious node What's the what's the superpower? Do I get to have like a god strike on people, like an orbital strike of like, you know? I was thinking that, right? Maybe that's the hammer we get. Maybe the guy at the top of the order comes out and says, "You shall not pass," and then a freaking judgment from heaven right down on somebody's head. That somebody something could be like a behemoth that's summoned by the summoners, eight of the summoners that get together. They're like, let's take this. Nah, man, not on my watch. Hammer from the heavens. Here we go. You know, a blazing oh, yeah. fire from a burning Phoenix avatar from the goddess of creation or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm nerding out the possibility. No, that's awesome. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's not oh, impossible. Dude, it's not, it's not impossible. I've seen this in games. Right? Look at look at like Conan Exiles, right? You can summon your gods and they can come in this cool. massive tit- titan form and just come destroy everything. I mean, the, the, there's so many possibilities. Like how far do we go? Like what framework mm-hmm. are we working out of? There's so much we don't even know. I'm so damn hyped about it. Though I've mm-hmm. never ever, like this to me has the potential to go so next level compared to the alignment system in Swotor. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Mm. Sorry, I'm a nerd out. Look, nerd out. Look at there. <laughs> <sighs> it's good stuff. It, it, it can also give you a big shield. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine in a raid, 
like you would cast all your like divine blessing and it would capture all the souls or the essence from from every person in the city and it would like for a certain duration of course not the entire raid uh, or i mean uh castle siege that's going to happen it can block uh, all the siege weaponry or uh, damage yeah that would be sick like a like a you know, a shield some sort of barrier <laughs> or give me bubble hearth i'll call i'll, I'll rise to the top of religious order <laughs> <Bubble Hearth. laughs> oh yeah oh, dude it's so good dude it's so good <laughs> Bubble heart. Nice. <laughs> Give me that bubble heart back. Give my pally vibes back, man. I don't know what to say, man. There's so many possibilities, but you know what I really want to know the most? What is everybody listening, watching this later or now? We've seen some cool things. Smite and chat. We've seen some cool vibes, man. Some cool ideas might change physically to an avatar of the god. I was thinking Guardian of Ancient Kings from World of Warcraft Paladin, right? What if you like, what if you rose as a Guardian of Ancient Kings or obviously an avatar of your god? What if, if you're at the top of your order, what if the superpower is that the leader of an of the order or the leaders of an order, yo, check this out. What if you can channel through your soul as a conduit, your deity, and you become an avatar? Oh, baby. Oof. Oof. What if for a brief time you can summon a divine army? Some Lord of the Rings stuff. What if you can get a divine coin which allows you to become a divine beast? The monster tokens do exist. No, that's true. The idea is you find a relic. You find a relic. Exactly. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, we have, and we don't even, dude. A metropolis relic. We don't even Ooh. know yet, dude. We know they get stored in, in like the reliquary and all that. What's what are the relics of, let's say, a religious node mm-hmm. versus a military node? I mean, there's like so much, dude. And a cleric, I feel like in in an order has the potential, has the potential to have some real unique. Mm-hmm. just like story arcs that you just don't get with another class. And then similarly, you know, it kind of can't help but wonder because that uniqueness, this is something that we've talked about for, for years now, the uniqueness mm-hmm. to the individual player, what you choose, the path you choose, the options you choose. I mean, it, the narrative will be different. That's the beauty of Ashes of Creation. I mean, not only on the, the the personal narrative for you as a player for your character, but also the 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 meta story that's created by the servers combined with all mm-hmm. the different things happening on the different servers. So much. Someone someone in chat says, I must have Excalibur. Yeah, it would be really cool to do again. I mean, this is taking an influence from Swotor again, but just the idea of that class quest that you had, and it was—I mean, I don't want to say it was an individual—it was more of an individual story there. I hope they do a little bit more, but being able to kind of follow that and invest in characters in that, I think that would be really good. 
Um, granted, there's not going to be, you know, voiceover per se, right, in right. Ashes of Creation, but still being able to kind of get into, like, um, a set of quests that allow you to kind of explore your class identity, I think would be really, a really fantastic thing, too. Uh, and I hope they do something similar with the religions as you get further down. Because I think that's a really cool way to kind of branch out the story. And again, this isn't doesn't necessarily have to be there for release, but just thinking through other progression paths as the game expands in the terms of a universe, right? I mean, there's, there's, I'm hoping that's on the roadmap, man. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yo, what's the what's the road of devotion going to lead to for us all? Right. Whether you choose to align or not align with the 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 deities i mean you know you're gonna be devoted to something it could be yourself your own agendas it could be an order there's so many choices man so many different things and you know i reflect back on the earliest days of this show and mm-hmm. all man that's something else i gotta say people have been reminding me of stuff i've said and stuff that we've talked about and i'm just like oh damn it's pretty cool and sometimes like that call at the very beginning i'm going because man were we either dead on about some stuff or way off but it's been such a cool journey and we are still at such an early stage man so much of what we're talking about now is we're going to reflect similarly in another 100 episodes and go dang dude you know we were so off or man we we were close but uh mm-hmm. I guess I want to hit on this one question from somebody that we didn't get in to the Q and a with Steven last week. In your opinion, it's from dark matter. In your opinion, what class do you think the community will be surprised or blindsided with the most in terms of abilities and why that was for Steven. But I'm actually wondering what you all think, which class do you think we're not going to, maybe it isn't going to be quite what people think. Hmm. That's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I would probably maybe venture to say more of what we haven't seen, like, you know, potentially like Bard Rogue Summoner would kind of be where I think that might be, though. I think they've talked a little bit more about the Bard, so we kind of, I'm not expecting there's going to be that much surprise there. I mean, I, I think there's still going to be excitement, et cetera, but I just, there's there's so much unknown about Summoner, so I would, I would like to, I would probably put that one as surprised. In terms of abilities, but you Basil, yeah. I mean, we technically kind of saw everything except the Bard and Summoner, so we kind of know to what we can expect from all the other classes from these, except these two. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not really going to say that I know anything about these two classes, but a lot of people are theory crafting and the, their ex, like expectations because of that theory crafting can be super high. Yeah. So I can I can I can I can see why people might not like the bard or summoner. In their own imagination, it can be drifting way too much from their plan. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to say Bard. 
I'm going to say Bard. And I was thinking Summoner, but I don't think Summoner is really the one. I think Bard. Because they talked, they've talked about yeah. it a good bit. But they also talked about how they want it to be very different. And then mm -hmm. perfect tie-in, Silvermane in chat said, Steven thinking of using other things as musical weapons like the Shannara or Elfstow magic. He made a reference to the Shannara Chronicles, right? Mm -hmm. Something that he hadn't talked about before. Yeah. Which I'm 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 aware of, and they're they're tying to magic, and that's a bit different. So hmm. yeah, like the elf stone, for example, like you know having relics and things of that nature that you know can be used for, as magical devices. Okay. What might we see similarly to the bard? Maybe it's not as simple as you play a tune and you just get like some some notes. Maybe it's something very different, and maybe that's what ties into the uniqueness of essentially like. It, the, the bard not just being there to buff people maybe there's something mm -hmm. very i think the bard might be i don't want to i'm not it's not an expectation i just kind of have a feeling that the bard's gonna be a bit different than we think <laughs> like we want different we want the bard to be great again and i think i just have a feeling that the bard's gonna be something very very unique that we maybe haven't quite seen before i hope so yeah yeah i'm just imagining a bard is able to use a spell called fear and instead of playing the instrument really well it does the opposite plays it really bad and everybody will just run away <laughs> that's risk or reward man what if what if you playing bad or doing something wrong actually hurts your party Oh Oof. wow! Oof. Talk about <laughs> a, talk about a high skill roll with pressure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hope they don't go that high skill. Imagine though, <laughs> like or like the the example I used before, which I actually really like, is more like you doing the right kind of damage in your role as support mm -hmm. on the enemy will determine mm. to the degree of which you benefit and or buff party members mm -hmm. and proximity. So positioning, damage, I mean, really taking into account and really making it so the bard, you've got to be good. You can't just be a bard and be in the party to be worthwhile. You've got to mm -hmm. be good at it. you got to be good at your songs. you got to be good at your notes, whatever it is that you're going to tie it into. And if you don't do it well, you just aren't cutting it. I would love for the bar, bar to be a really high skill class. But anyway, my two cents, my two cents. It would be cool. But so much on the road, friends, and so many chapters yet before us. I have one. I, I gave a hint last week at the beginning of the show. There was a little breadcrumb rhyme that I wrote up. That is your first breadcrumb for what's kind of coming in the near future. And we're about a month away from the reveal of what that future is for the show. Not for just the show, but this thing that is being cataloged. Oh, spoiler. To support the show. There's something in the works. It's very special for the people that share in this journey right here as Pathfinders. It's, it's going to be fun. But like I said, the, the breadcrumbs are there. A second set of, of clues, friends, will be going out at the end of this month in the form of a letter. Now, everybody who contributed 
here and donated and contributed to those $10,000 that we gave to Intrepid Studios, each letter sent out will have specific bits. And those bits can be combined to actually give you the words that will tell you even more as to what that is. So those people will have to combine that information when they get their letters in the next two to three weeks ahead of time. Again, you combine all your info, you'll find out what it is. It's a little game friends. It's kind of something fun I'm doing in the meantime. If you pay attention, the answer is already there. It's already there. With that being said, friends, Daedalus, Basil, Basil's getting low. It's about that time. Daedalus, why don't you shout out your domains, your stuff and things, where people can find you if they want to catch up with you. All right, cool. Um, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. Standing and Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. <laughs> And friends, this might be the end of today's show, but before we close, you can call us at 1-539-664-6801. You can join us on Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder. Shoot us some mail to the mailbag, ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And, of course, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, which we'll read. Those are greatly appreciated. They go into the giveaway that's going to be happening where I am helping to fund Alpha 2 pre-order packs for those people when those things are unlocked. So stick around. Join our Discord at discord.gg forward slash simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. Catch us on asheshq.com. And friends, whether you catch this show live here on Twitch on Sundays at 5 p.m. CDT, whether you catch it on YouTube, whether you're listening on all the podcast places, you too are an Ashes Pathfinder. So you be sure to share your thoughts, share those vibes, share in all the good times, friends. Much love, much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next time, you take care of yourselves and we'll see you real soon. Take care, everyone. <laughs>